0: Welcome to Baseball Explained. Today today we are going to do a team overview of the New York Mets. They are one team that that has been trying to compete for multiple years, but hasn't had any success since 2015 when they went to the World Series and lost it to the Royals. The Mets are a good team that might be able to get to the postseason in in 2021. The Mets have a good roster with depth depth in some areas, but could also use some more pitching and some more depth in the outfield. Now we're going to look through the roster and see which areas the the Mets have a lot of depth and quality players, but they do have some areas where they could use some help. We are going to grade different parts of the team, such as the starting pitching, relief pitching, and the different positions. First we're going to start with the starting pitching. For their rotation right now, they have Jacob deGrom, Carlos Carrasco, Marcus Stroman, Dustin Peterson, and Joey Lucchese. Carrasco and Casey were both acquired this offseason, and David Peterson came up for the minor leagues last year. Peterson, a former first-round pick, came up in 2020 and pitched to a 3.44 ERA, which is very good for a middle to lower, um, lower of the rotation start. Carrasco, a former All-Star, overcame leukemia a couple of years ago and has had an amazing comeback in the last couple of years and pitched very well in 2020. Lucas is a consistent back end starter who pitched well, mainly, who pitched well using an or- unorthodox windup and a very good curveball. Pitched well in 2018 and 19. He got injured in 2020 and only pitched a couple innings. But the Mets do have Jacob deGrom, who is a former middle round draft pick, but has turned into one of the best starters in baseball. He looked like a solid mid-rotation starter when he came up, but then won the Rookie of the Year and established himself as a good top of the rotation starter. In 2018 though, he pitched to a 1.7 year away and easily won the Cy Young Award, which is the award given to the best pitcher in in each league. He also won the Cy Young the next year and was third in Cy Young voting in 2020. He has established himself as arguably the best starter in the game. Marcus Stroman was one of the Blue Jays' top pitchers in the mid-2010s. He wasn't one of the most consistent pitchers, but he pitched very well in some years such as 2014 and 2019 when he split the year between the Mets and the Blue Jays. He opted out in 2020, but accepted the qualifying offer, which was around $18 million when the Mets extended it to him when he hit free agency this year. They have a very strong rotation and it's going to get stronger when they get Noah Syndergaard in June or July. If all goes as planned, they were want to have the best rotations in baseball once they get Nowhere Noah Syndergaard was traded as part of the R.A. Dickey deal after being a first-round pick by the Blue Jays. They do have some depth, but now, after Steven Matz was traded, they could use a free agent starter to maybe be their long reliever in case somebody got injured. Then they could step up and be one of the back rotation starters. Creating their starting pitching, I am gonna give them a B plus, mainly because they have a strong rotation with Jacob deGrom, but don't have any min- but don't really have any other frontline starters. They're looking at Trevor Bauer and seeing if they could add him as a free agent, but he's going to cost a lot of money, and that will definitely take away some money that they could use to spend on different areas of their team. Carlos Carrasco and Marcus Stroman are both very good starters, but they aren't pitchers that can be below a 2.5 ERA for 162 games like you want from your ace, and sometimes your number two pitcher. Although they had a good starting rotation last year, they didn't have the best bullpen. but although if Deline Batantis comes back with a strong season, that would help them a lot. Their expected closer next season in 2021, Edwin Diaz, had a very good rebound season in 2020 after having a very shaky 2019. He closed for the first half of the year, but became one of their middle relievers after he proved that he couldn't lock down the ninth inning for them. They have have signed some very quality relievers this offseason in Trevor May and Aaron Loop. Trevor May was given a lot more money, mainly because he's younger and has more of a proven track record. Erwin Loop is a very good pitcher though and is expected to have a good 2020 season. Their main relievers in the in 2021 are Edwin Diaz, Delane Betances, Hurius Familia, Trevor May, Seth Lugo, Miguel Castro, and Brad Brock, and Arodis Viscano. They have a lot of, they have got some other relievers, mainly in AAA, but these are the main guys that seem to con to look to contribute the most in 2021. They have a lot of pitchers that could be that could have very good season next year. But they could also pitch very poorly like Talene Betances did in two thousand twenty. His fastball dropped four miles per hour between his first full season last full season in two thousand twenty. This was a major red flag, but the Mets still signed him to a one year ten million dollar contract with a ten million dollar player option. That means that Betonsis got to choose whether to play for the Mets in two thousand twenty one or to become a free agent. He definitely chose to play after having a very bad 2020 season, so now the team hopes that Batanzas will play well in 2021. Eris is also one of the most well-paid relievers on the Mets, and after a rough 2019 season, and like, Ed- like Edwin Diaz, he had a good rebound season in 2020. Familia was a Mets closer in the mid-2010s, and played very well for him. After having a good 2018 season with the Mets and the A's, he was in... Re signed by the Mets. Seth Lugo had two very good seasons in 2018 and 2019, around when he came up from the minor leagues. Before he was moved to the rotation in 2020, and then had a very subpar season. He's expected to rebound in 2021, although he is an older reliever, being, being 31. Aaron Loop is a very solid reliever and has only and has only had three seasons of an ERA higher than four. That's very good for a reliever, as most relievers are not consistent, even if they have been good at times. Although Loop is older at 33, he has a solid track record and is expected to have a season almost as good as 2020, when he had a 2.52 ERA. Arrodis Viscaino. Has been a very quality reliever for the past five or six years, but has gotten injured very frequently. If he had stayed healthy during most of his career, chances are he would have gotten a guaranteed contract. If Vizcajino plays close to the level that he normally does, chances are the Mets could get a very good reliever for a league minimum salary. At the deadline last year, the Mets traded for Miguel Castro, a 26 year old flamethrowing reliever who was the main setup man behind Michael Givens in Baltimore has established himself as a high-quality, consistent reliever who could end up closing somewhere soon, as the Mets have Diaz, who's also in his 20s. Brad Brock was a high-quality reliever in Baltimore as well in the early to mid-2010s. After he left Baltimore, he seemed to have lost his step until he pitched to it, 1.52 ERA for the Braves in part of a season in 2018. He has pitched fairly well for the Mets, although not as well as he pitched for the Braves. He had a 5.8 ERA in 2020, but he seemed to pitch better than his stats indicated. I, w- I would give the Mets bullpen a solid B, as they do have a lot of good, consistent relievers, but they don't have a lot of relievers that can anchor a bullpen besides Edwin Diaz. The Mets' catching has not been great the past few years after signing Wilson Ramos to a bad two year contract before the 2019 season. He played well in 2019, but didn't as well in 2020. He's always been a singles-hitting catcher who normally hits 15-20 to home runs and plays passable defense behind the plate. The main backup, Tomas Nido, is a quality defensive catcher but usually did not hit very well. But he did hit incredibly well in 24 at-bats in 2020, hitting two home runs in 2 The the Mets get a B-plus for their catching as they signed James McCann to a four-year, $40 million contract this offseason, and Tomas Nito seems like a quality backup catcher. The Mets have two very good first basemen, and even more players who could be good first basemen if they were to switch positions. Pete Alonso established himself as one of the game's top sluggers in 2019 and followed it up with a good year, but when it was a slight disappointment, as he didn't hit with a good average for most of the year. They also have Dom Smith, who has mo- just moved over to left field, but came up as a first baseman, and has just recently slif- switched over to left just so that the Mets could get his bat in the lineup, even though he is not the best defensive outfielder. If the DH is brought to- back to the National League in 2021, Dominic Smith could possibly be there to eat for most of the year. For first base, the Mets get an A because they have a lot of options. Most of them are solid and would be good if the starting first baseman for the Mets were to be injured. For second base, the Mets had more options before the offseason started, but now they still have some solid players who could play second base. Robinson got suspended for 162 games pretty early in the offseason. This means that the Mets don't have to pay him the 30 million dollars that he's owed in 2021, but they do have lot one less option for second base, as Robinson Cano did hit pretty well last year. They also traded away Ahmed Rosario and Andres Jimenez to the Cleveland Baseball Club, as they've changed their name in the past year. So after starting the offseason with a lot of options for the middle infield, maybe even more options than they have spots for, they don't really have that many options anymore. The options and players that they do have are very quality, as they have Jeff McNeil and Francisco Lindor starting at second base and shortstop. McNeil has been playing very well for as long as he's been in the major leagues, but he has had to move to different positions in the last few years. But he did play well as a second baseman in the minors, and that's the position he's probably the most familiar with. For second base, I give the Mets a B+, because they have good players, even if they don't have a ton of depth. Francisco Lindor was traded away from Cleveland so that he could be the Mets' starting shortstop in 2021, and although he didn't have a great year in 2020, he has played very well in every full season he's played. Lindor is under contract for 2021, but will be a free agent after the season. The Mets have shown interest in giving him a contract, mainly because he's been one of the best hitting shortstops in the major leagues, and has shown that he's good enough with the glove to stay at that position for a long part of his career. As a backup for the middle infield positions, the Mets have Luis Guillorme, who is a very good defensive infielder but not a very good hitter. Guillorme is at fairly well, fairly well in the minor leagues, but and can maybe play second base or shortstop in the case of an injury for most of the season. For shortstop the Mets get a grade of A, mainly because Lindor is such a high quality player, and Jeff McNeil could also play shortstop if needed. They, the Mets also have Jose Parraza, who they signed to a minor league contract, who had some experience playing shortstop and second base in Cincinnati, where he's probably played the best out of his career. J.D. Davis is starting at third, but they have been said to have been looking at Chris Bryant, as the Cubs have shown that they're willing to trade him. Davis, J.D. Davis was acquired from the Astros for a couple minor leaguers, and has played quite well since, after getting blocked from playing time by Alex Bregman. The Mets also have Jose Peraza, as mentioned, who was signed to a minor league contract, along with Malik Smith and Rodis Viscaino. Viscaino. The Mets don't really have any other options besides Peraza and Giorme, but they could sign some other infielders to minor league contracts, so they, they have more depth options to choose from when the season starts. For for third base, the Mets get a B minus, mainly because they don't have a lot of options. And JD Davis is a quality player but one that isn't going to be a top player on a team. The main left fielder that the Mets have is Dominic Smith, who used to be a first baseman, but couldn't start because of Alonso and has found a home in um, left field since. The Mets also have other options in the outfield, like Jose Martinez, Malik Smith, and Guillermo Heredia. Jose Jose Martinez is the only one Of those options, who seems to have played some left field in his career. Heredia and Smith are both good outfielders, but players that played more center field in their career than the corner outfield positions. For left field, I'd give the Mets B minus, as they don't have many players who can play very well in left if Don Smith were to get injured. They don't have a lot of options that can hit well and also play good defense, as Dominic Smith has showed that he's a way better first baseman than left fielder. For center field, the Mets have Brandon Nimmo, who is a good hitter and gets a lot of walks, but although he is a good leadoff hitter, he's not somebody that is one of the best center fielders in, in the major leagues, mainly because of his defense. Nimmo, a former first-round pick from my Wyoming, is a good player and has one of the best walk rates but is not the best center fielder for center i give the mets a c plus as they don't have many options besides Nemo. and even though malik smith had a good start of his career he's not really somebody who is going to play very well in center field if he's given a full season for right field the mets have michael conforto who is one of the best hitters the mets have Conforto can hit very well and will usually hit 25 to 30 home runs each year. Conforto didn't really hit that much home runs last year for the shortened season, hitting 9 and around 200 at-bats, but he did hit 320, which is one of the highest averages among the Mets. For right field, I'd give the Mets a grade of A because Michael Conforto is a very good all-around player. And even though he's not somebody who could play center field on a team, he's a quality defensive right fielder. And the Mets have a lot of options that can also play right field. That's about it. But for the overall grade for the Mets, I'd give them a B plus, mainly because they have a good pitching staff, some good hitters, and they do also have some money to spend on other free agents if they see any positions where they need to fill out any other players. Thank you for listening, and hopefully you can join us next time on Baseball Explained.